that makes me know that, you know what I'm saying, what we was talking about in the beginning that, you know, we had the right idea, you know what I'm saying, when we decided to put this joint together, you know what I'm saying, because hip-hop has always had certain formulas, you know what I'm saying, you got to update your formulas. When it comes to the shows and podcasts, you know what I'm saying, we got to stay up to date with the times, but we want to remain true to ourselves and what it is that we do, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, the conversation is elevated, you know what I'm saying, the mentals is elevated, but it's still Allen B., you know what I mean? And it's always a message involved. You're the real hip hop MCing and DJing from your own mind, you know? I guess right now we should start the show. Yo, what's good? This is Say No More Podcast, and it's Alan B., you know what I mean? And we back with the Moment of Truth episode, episode number 11. This is part two of it. And last one was dedicated to Moment of Truth, the album by Gangstar, you know what I'm saying? DJ Premier, Guru, rest in peace, Gifted, Unlimited, Rhymes Universal, you know what I mean? And it's Alan B. We just back here to talk to y'all about some more hip-hop, you know what I mean? Definitely, you know, pushing the culture forward, but at the same time, giving it up, paying homage to those that came before us. So we're going to touch on the second half of the album, you know what I'm saying, and then get into some other, you know, topics. Some of them could be back in the day. Some of them could be right now. You never know what you're going to get. All you got to do is stay tuned, you know what I mean? But we back, all right? So let's go ahead and start back the show. Back and black. <laughs> back, blacker than ever, you know what I'm saying, just... Two dudes up here, you know, speaking with some of our minds real quick and just sharing it with the people. So we hope y'all enjoy the episode. You feel me? So let's go ahead and get started. You know what I'm saying? What's good with you, B? How you? Yeah, I'm, I'm chilling, man. I'm doing good. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's what it is, man. That's what it is. All right. So we back. You know what I mean? Like we said, you know, we left off on the record moment of truth and we, uh, we kind of cut the episode a little bit short. But, um, you know, uh, What's I mean, as far if if I'm gonna start off as far as how how I felt about the moment of truth record, um, if you did listen to the podcast all the way through, then um at the end, the outro of the podcast is my brother Jaquan Artis, you know what I'm saying? That's his rap name, that's his real middle name too. But he was you know, he decided me and him both decided that, you know, we wanna pay homage to everybody that dropped the album twenty years ago this year you know what i'm saying it's 2018 so 1998 is going to be the 20th anniversary for a lot of classic albums and this is a different year of hip-hop in which it just you know hip-hop the culture was very very prominent it's, they really started seeing more money being got by a lot of people record labels and ceos you know what i'm saying and a lot of people paying attention to hip-hop in the year 1997 but 98 was definitely the year that it really, really started to take over. And a lot of albums were dropped around that time. Um, a lot of classics were dropped, you know what I'm saying? Especially for the golden age or golden era, whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying? But it was a lot of albums that, that dropped, that shaped the culture, you know what I'm saying? And definitely what it was to be a rap artist, you know, around that time. So um, <clears throat> Artiste and I... I'm pre I'm pretty much gonna you know grab these instrumentals, reproduce them in um, as far as like you know either extending the tracks or you know doing different things on the engineering side to bring out a different type of record, but at the same time paying homage to those that came before us. So at the end of the record was 
Artiste's version of Moment of Truth. Um, the SoundCloud link is in, you know, I think it's in my bio. It's in his bio. You know, his name is Chef Boy Artiste on Instagram. And, you know, you can follow me at the DJ Nozzle on Instagram. But um, that was the record that you heard being played. That, the MC was Artiste. And, um, you know, that record meant a lot to him. That's his favorite record on the whole album. And just him being a kid, you know, always wanting to write to that instrumental, he really didn't have too much that he could talk about. This is a story that he told me. And he always was trying to put himself in the same space or the same shoes as Guru and just trying to figure out, like, what he would actually say on the record. And, you know, sometimes it takes life, experience, uh, things that you go through, you know, and you... If you've never met Young Woman of Truth, you know what I'm saying, you're never going to know exactly what it feels like to meet it or to understand what Guru fully meant by that. And I think it's something that just comes with time as you get older and wisdom and everything else. I mean, B, you heard the track, you know what I'm saying, and you know the classic Moment of Truth track from from Gangstar themselves. I mean, what does that record, like, I guess, mean to you or what did you get from it? Yeah. Yeah, I gave my take on it, remember? Yeah, no, I'm saying like um like you heard you heard Artista's joint, you know what I'm saying? So like how did you oh, did you feel like he did? Oh yeah, that that it was it was dope, man. I was I was feeling it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's just one of them things that you know I mean, you know, it's 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 a classic record. If you haven't heard it, definitely go check it out. Uh, I definitely um you know, suggest that that's if, if you want to start anywhere, it's a great place to start. If you've never even heard Gangstar, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a good place to uh, start from that one. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you never heard anything else, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if you started there, especially with this album, but we can move on to uh, the next joint, which was number nine, uh, BI versus friendship, which BI in the hood, you know what I'm saying? is like business, you know what I mean? Versus friendship featuring MOP. Now, um, you know what I'm saying? This is one of my favorite joints on here. Just like it changes up the style. Um, I like the beat. You know what I'm saying? I like it that it was hard hitting. Um, anytime, like Gangstar over the years has, has done features and pretty much kept it within the family. When If it was uh, people from Digging in the Crates to MOP to, you know what I'm saying, Big Suge, Freddie Fox, you know what I mean? Like different artists like that. And, you know, this was always, like, more of a hardcore side to them, you know. And Primo has a great relationship with these guys. Um, the record definitely, like, showcased... I mean, that's a big... That's a hard topic to tackle, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to being in a business with your friends versus the actual business. Because the business part is shady, and if your friends decide to roll with the business side, there could be a chance that there could be a lot of shadiness brought to, you know what I'm saying, y'all's relationship. So it's it's like the the constant battle between, you know, the business versus your friendship and and how it can ruin friendships and relationships when the money's involved. So um who were some of your thoughts about the record be? Oh, I was feeling it. Anytime you get MLP and premiere together is magic, you know what I'm saying? And B.I. versus friendship, I mean, it, it's a big deal, especially when it comes to, to any partnerships you take on with people that you grew up with or, or people that you're close with. And a lot of times, and, and we've seen it play out, especially in hip-hop, where 
like the lines get a little blurred because it's like on one hand that's like your homie, you guys chill, you guys go on the road, you guys break bread, you guys do everything together. But then when it's time to start, you know, chipping off bread, you know, you may not be getting what you feel you deserve or that you thought you was gonna get because it's like you think, yo, that's my homie, that's my friend, you know, um, they're not gonna be funny with the money. And we've seen it with, you know, Little Wayne and Baby, you know what I'm saying? We've seen it with, like, Suge and, and Death Row um, and, they, and they artists. So it's kind of like, it's kind of odd, um, you know, with hip-hop because a lot of the CEOs was actually, you know, rolling with their artists versus, you know, maybe non-hip-hop um, CEOs that don't really have that same type of relationship. So when they sign those contracts, they assuming like, you know, we all rolling together, we all a family, but as we've seen how these contracts just played out, you know, years and years later, they're not exactly what, you know, some of the artists artists thought they, you know, was, was doing and, and they thought they deserved more. So that's a it's a very important topic. I'm really glad they, they touched on it because at the end of the day it is business but then that could mess up friendship, especially you know what I'm saying? If one person is greedy and and they're not schooling you on it, that could sever, you know, friendships. And we've seen a lot of hip-hop groups break up for whatever reason. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's, you know, it's just it's a lot of stuff. So I, I think this was a dope song. The beat is hard. You know, Little Fame really dense. They did their thing. So I, I, was, I was definitely throwing this song. And it was a good... It was a good pickup for Moment of Truth, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Moment of Truth had, you know, had had his messages and it had his, um, you know, just everything about it. And then this song kind of like, you know, brought back the tempo of the, of the album. And then if we're talking about it, we, we still at nine, ten songs in and this shit is still flowing. It's still, it's still seamless. It feels like, you know, it feels like this is just, I mean, it's, it's perfect, it's perfect, like, it's, we can never be more, um, we always talk about just the, your track list and how the album is lined up, it's so important that everything flows together, and it doesn't feel like you jumping up and down or around, or, um, so this is one of the albums you can definitely turn to if you ever want to know how to line up your own album as far as songs and cohesiveness so i definitely love this song i was definitely feeling it yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and the final thing i'll touch on is just the uh it was one of the parts you know what i'm saying if it's animosity let me know you know what i'm saying if you're plotting to stop my dough it's time to go you know what i mean like it's just that that just echoes the whole thing, friends versus business. I love the sample, you know what I'm saying? Like that primo takes from, you know, from definitely older records or older TV shows, whatever it is, you know, just to kind of go ahead and, you know, drive that point home a little further, you know what I'm saying? So definitely one of my favorite ones. I love the way, like you said, like it's flowing. And then right as soon as that one is finished, they hit you straight in the face. Like it's like a kick to a face, you know what I'm saying, with, the militia, you know what I mean, featuring Freddie Fox and Big Shug. I mean, yo, this Ooh, is this song, man. This beat, Woo. 
one of the most iconic, one of the most powerful. Man, just that beat is just like it's one of them joints that anytime this joint comes on, I never get tired of this beat. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the primos, definite, like greatest of all time. Like, I mean, that this is a perfect, perfect, this is what you call a perfect rap record. Point blank, period. Nobody, I don't feel that any, I, I don't want to say that anybody outdid anybody, but it was like, in my opinion, I think it kind of went the way with Big Shook starting it, Guru filling out the middle, and Freddie Fox just destroying it at the end. Freddie Fox on this one has my favorite verse, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, like, and, and at the time, I wasn't super-duper familiar with him, but this track right here definitely made me remember. You know what I'm saying? So it, I just, man, Freddie Fox, man, like, he... Like, you know, he, he just kind of set up every rapper that was out there that's just, that ain't ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the militia. Like, this is a crew that, at the end of the day, is not to be fucked with. Point blank, period. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with the with the beats and the rhymes and everything, this is just, I don't know, man. They just kept further driving home the point that this is going to be a different type of album. There's going to be some different type of rhymes on here. And if you ain't ready, you need to get the fuck out the way. Like the beats, everything, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's spitting because the rhyme is hot because it's Big Goo, Big Shug Guru and Freddie the Fox from Premier being the beats. No, you just don't stop. It's the militia. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all that really needs to be said. Like, it's, it's one of them just straight to the point let's get it in let's do what we got to do and y'all can get the fuck out the way you know what i'm saying point blank period like that's 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 what i got from it you know what i'm saying like just just ill shit you know what i mean like that's how i felt about it just ill pure unadulterated hip-hop just raw and just the way the gangsta are supposed to give it to you point blank one of their best songs ever in my opinion you know what i'm saying what you think better way to follow up a, you know, a song with M.O.P. with another hard song like Militia. So um, I'm definitely feeling, feeling this song. It's definitely, you know, like you said, a, a classic, timeless, primo beat. I remember there was a, uh, a remix with Rakim and Dub C. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I definitely remember that too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely was feeling this song from the from the moment I heard it, so it, it, it was definitely hard. Definitely, definitely, one of my favorite lines. You know, what I'm saying I'm in control of, the, I'm in control of my game. You must respect me like the ref. Uh huh. You disrespect, click click. You get the tech. You know what I'm saying? When he just oh yeah, the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the click That's... Yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit, man. That that one, and what's the other one? Um. Something about uh he said I got um he said but when you speak um he said when you say who's the dopest MC I don't come up but when you speak on who's the livest MC I say what up you know what I'm saying I got stripes like like you got hold on he said I got stripes like you got strikes and bogus mics do what bitch niggas do best bite and then he put the bite yeah. sound in. <laughs> yo yo he murdered that shit man that's yo, de- 
was hard judo. He I was. would eradicate move fakers, roll the coat stickers, give that to mad money makers. Themselves with life takers, had sex with bunk stickers. I make moves, so I'm an earthquaker. Yo, that shit was hard too, though. Like, shit was hard. Every, everybody came up on this song, you know what I'm saying? Guru did his thing too, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 this, was, this was a great, great song, you know Straight what I'm saying? Straight up. I mean, Straight up. Yo, definitely. And then, and then the other joint, um, I, you know what I'm saying, we definitely got to highlight like a guru line or something, a line or two, you know what I'm saying? Born with the heart of gold, now mostly cold and scarred. On guard, choose your weapon or get the stepping, you know what I'm saying? Lyrical bullets make you dance from the trance that you be kept in. Like, guru, like, I just want to say, like, I think now when we go over his lyrics so much later in life, you know what I'm saying, like, they mean so much more, you know what I mean? And Guru always going to give you that deeper meaning, that underlining shit. Like, he could, man, he could teach so many MCs. And I, I can't wait to hear that MC that comes out that says Guru was one of my favorites. Like, I heard Action Bronson say Cool G Rap, and you could kind of see that in him in the way that he picks certain beats and the things that he puts on his, like, on his mixtapes and stuff like that. But... You know, it's going to be ill to see, like, the next MC that's going to come up and say, like, Guru was one of my favorites and that, you know, that's somebody that they laced their rhymes behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit, that shit is ill, man. It's a classic song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I ain't got no more, man. It's the militia. Fuck out of here. You know what I mean? So next we go to the Rep Grows Bigger. Uh, what'd you feel about this one, kid? Because I, I love the fact that, you know what I'm saying, I love the intro before it i always thought that shit was hilarious and i just think this is one of my i i love the beat on this one like it's 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 a different pace and um it it, it just kind of seems like primo was definitely you know like you said song placement selection like primo was very conscious and aware of that and i think they continue to get better with this one you know what i'm saying like this one here is just like it's ill, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's one of my favorite joints. Um, like, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna say that shit a lot because this one right here is just it's a perfect album. I still think it deserves five mics. Yeah, it got the four and a half, but when you go back and listen to it, I think you got to give it that extra half mic just because, like you said, we're already what you know what I'm saying. Twelve, we're we're eleven tracks deep. You know what I'm saying? It's a 20-track album, and it's just, you know, we still we still catching fire. Like, when you think it's going to slow down, this one just continues. You know what I'm saying? How you feel about The Rep Grows Bigger? Well, you know, like I always say, you know, Primo, his beats is timeless. With, with Guru behind it, it's timeless music. You, you know what I'm saying? You can hear that any year, any time, any stage. And it sounds like it just came out. It sounds fresh. It don't. It don't sound dated. Now I don't want to sound say this song sounds dated, but when I think about this song, I think about the the Daily Operation cover. Does mm. it sound like an old? This honestly, it sounds like like a song they had in a vault. Like if you kind of hear the flow, if you kind of hear even its tone, I, I I always thought. This song was an older song they put on here. I could be right, I could be wrong. But this takes me back to Daily Operation. This takes me back to, like, you know, years, years and years before Moment of Truth came out. It feels like an old school song. Like, if you go back to I want you to go back and kind of listen to it. Kind of listen to the album and then listen to this song. Anybody that's 
listening to this podcast, listening to Daily Operation, just felt like this came right off that album, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I was definitely feeling this song. Mm-hmm. So when we move on to the next one, um, you know what I'm saying, what I'm here for, and she's like, you know, tell them why you're here. And then the beat just comes in, you know, the little... Um, is that is that I, I want to say that's like piano, you know what I'm saying? Piano keys this that you hear in the back. And like it's the messages and song that makes you rock on. Some people who go to places where they don't belong. Whether wrong or right, a lot of people fight. But I'm here to bless the mic, I right? like you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, that beat that piano oh man. man. It's it's yes. just <laughs> Yes. Yes, darling. Yes. Like, this this shows this shows another level of the production. One thing that we're gonna we're that like I feel like I'm focusing on a lot is the production because one thing that with any Gangstar album like the rhymes was always there. Like Guru was never gonna let you down with the rhymes. He did what he was supposed to do when he came in the building, and if if there was this by far if you haven't heard us another time this is this is the pinnacle this is where you want to get it from this is one of the illest like demonstrations of rhymes beats everything he told you that from the beginning you heard it from our intro you know what i'm saying like this is what you're gonna get dope beat dope rhymes this hip-hop shit ain't that hard to quote fonte one more time you know what i'm saying like this shit right here this this when you hear this as soon as you hear that piano you're just gonna be taken somewhere else with it you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I love this and, joint. And, an, and another thing, um, he kind of, because remember this came out in 98 after a lot of, like, our, our two favorite, you know, all-time grades got gunned down. Because mm-hmm. he, he talked about there's been enough beef and enough scat clapping. He didn't say, like, there's been, he's had enough. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. What, it, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, he... We lost a lot of a lot of rappers over gunfire, and two of the best of all time. So he did touch on that too on his song. So yeah, this is definitely a, a great song, great beat. Um, I don't know what else you, more you can say. Um, it, it's soon as you hear it, you know what I'm saying. Like that piano loop, it, it's on from that. So I was definitely feeling this song. Yeah. Peace to my nigga premiere with the golden touch. Like, definitely 100% always right on time. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be right on time with the rhymes, and premiere's going to lace him with that music. And they just work so well together. So another record that I'm loving, you know what I mean? Uh, she knows what she wants. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel oh, like... Oh, that's the one. Man, like, it, it's like goo. It's kind of like this, like, you always go for records that, you know, that, you know what I'm saying, LL did it, Ladies Man, um, you know what I'm saying, Drake did it, uh, you know, Bow Wow was that that way at one point, you know what I'm saying, um, but it's like, you, you always get a label that's going to tell you, you got to make a song for the ladies, or you, you know, because it's like, you can't just have a whole crowd full of dudes, you got to have the girls that that enjoy it but but guru no matter what was still gonna give you something that you're supposed to hear that that he wanted like some sort of a message in any way shape form or fashion and she knows what she wants you know what i'm saying this jam is dedicated to that woman that knows what she wants and just how to get it word up you know what i'm saying and it's it's like 
it's always giving you something different. You know what I'm saying? Something, something like, you know, it, it's not going to be a typical rhyme about the women. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's going to be trying to educate you, you know, some, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's whether a chick that was scheming on you at the time, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get something, get you for your loot, this, that, and the third, you know, or, you know, a chick that like, doesn't have to do all of those things and, and, you know, showing like giving empowerment to the woman, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't a big thing that was super popular back in the day, especially by, you know, most male MCs, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely ain't something that, you know, male MCs are doing or keeping up, you know, to with in these days and times, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I just love the way that guru didn't do what everybody else was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's he just he just he just did what he was supposed to do, giving you something in the way that he he sees the women out here in the way that he wants wants women to be seen and, and whether it's royalty. But this one right here, you know, what I'm saying she knows what she wants. Like it's a different side of the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Just a different side of the game. Like I, I don't know. Like how you feel about it, B? <laughs> I, I don't want to say I hate saying this one. It's not my, I don't want to say it's my favorite song. I'll be lying. But it's one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And he touched on a lot of important topics on his song. And I think it can ring true today and, and forever because pretty much like his first verse, he's pretty much saying, you know, you at the club and there's this, this you know, beautiful woman she's all dressed up to the to the nines you know what i'm saying but she's spoiled because she's been rolling around in that you know that circle mm-hmm. she got all this bread and they love spending bread on her which is called tricking you know what i'm saying and and this is not it's and it's not it's not tricking if it's your your girlfriend or your wife you know what i'm saying it's, it's considered tricking when it's not, it's just a girl you're just trying to get with, so you're trying to give her all this stuff, you know, you know what I'm saying, just to do your thing and, and move on. So we so we encounter a woman in this circle, not saying all women are like that, but there may be women out there who are caught up in the game, and the game is, you know, what, what exactly I've been saying. So in his story, in his message, he's saying, okay, so now you got you in the club, you see her, she see you, and the first thing she knows is she knows what she wants because she's used to a lifestyle, she's used to going out, spending your money, you know what I'm saying, and you see her, and you can kind of get blinded, blind. she's blinding your senses because all you see is her beauty, but you don't know that she already got a game plan for you, so... She already got you lined up, and if you got that bread and you ain't smart, you know what I'm saying, she going to make you come out that bread, and then she going to go on to the next one. And he said, and this is very important, and this is also mathematics, he said, never put the two before the one, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's definitely important to really think about because two is wisdom, one is knowledge, and you're supposed to have the knowledge before the wisdom, because if you did, you wouldn't get caught up with girls like this. So he's definitely scoring you on that, because if you had that knowledge, you know what kind of, you know, you know her game plan before you even get, before she walks your way, 
and then you you don't kind of like you don't kind of stay away from that kind of grill unless that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. But he did drop some gems in it, and then in the last verse, he pretty much saying like he got caught up in that too. So that's why I fuck with Guru. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said in the last one, he in my top ten, and I never in my life thought he would be. But just after hearing this album, after going back. Listening, like I said, all the jazz has. I, I definitely, I was listening to Guru, but I wasn't hearing them. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, a lot of these lyrics can wash over you. I can't, like I said, I can't tell you how to decode it. He's telling you, you listening, but when you're ready to hear it, you don't hear it. So on his third verse, he's saying, you know what I'm saying? He got caught up in it too. He's basically saying like, this chick she ain't cooking for me. She don't fuck with my homies. You know what I'm saying? She's just trying to suck and dry, you know what I'm saying? And he got caught up in that same kind of thing. So he's like, you know what? Like like his previous song, X Girl to the Next Girl, he learned from this this mm-hmm. um you know, this thing and he um, you know, be a little a little bit more wiser and then had a knowledge because this is how you build the wisdom is you learn from your your mistakes, you learn from, you know, experience is the best teacher. Like, everybody knows that, so he's pretty much going to learn from this. And then when he's ready for that next girl, he's going to have the wisdom and he's going to know what he wants. You know what I'm saying? So this song is, this song is dope, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people can get can sleep on it or not really listen to what it's saying, but he drops a lot of gems in this song, you know what I'm saying, for, for everyone. So I, I definitely, I, I fuck with this song, and I, you know what I'm saying, so... That's all I got to say about this song, but, before, you know, definitely listen to it. Yeah, no doubt. And before we move ahead, I'm going to just give a little quick history lesson, you know what I'm saying? If you think about it, like, you, you definitely touched on the lyrics that I was going to touch on about, the, you know, not cooking for them, not liking the crew, this, then, the third. But so I, I'll, I'll go ahead and end with this part. You know what I'm saying? I just looked up something, and it was like the best summer rap songs of 98. And usually it's one of those songs that, you know, stick with you. At that time, it was all about the Benjamins, Super Thug, Horse and Carriage, Still Not a Play, and Rough Riders Anthem. Now, if you look on these people's albums when it came to, you know what I'm saying, it's not to call nobody out, but the records that they were they were having, you know, depicted women in any way. You know, Nori, one of his joints, he had head, you know what I'm saying, um... Uh, I think Cam had a Pimps a Pimp featuring JD on um, what you call it, uh, Confessions of Fire. Uh, Big Pun, still not a player, you know what I'm saying? That's definitely a record that's, you know, more catered towards the ladies. And on DMX's joint, he had How's it go- How It's Going Down. But if you look at the next year, that's 9-8, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, no mention of Gangstar or this particular record, you know what I'm saying? She knows what she wants. But then in 9-9, you got Got Your Money, ODB vibrant thing you know what i'm saying like the emergence of a uh, bg came out with bling bling and then the roots number two was you got me you know what i'm saying and then on nas um nas's record there was a uh, which was i am there was um you won't see me tonight so it was still like some records that caters toward the women you know what i'm saying but it wasn't necessarily in this way that was dropping some knowledge about it. But if you see with the roots, you got me. And if you think about Miss Fat Booty off of Mo's Def's joint, you know what I'm saying? It seems like this record, I feel like, got the attention of the other MCs, the other conscious MCs that was ready to drop some bars about, you know, just different ways that 
you know, the relationship with a woman could be different. You know what I'm saying? And you got me, you got um, a woman that's out here doing her thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like trying to hold a dude down. And if you look at the video, it's, it's a dope love story, you know what I'm saying? But from the other side, you got Miss Fat Booty, who this dude was, you know, infatuated with, just like Guru was talking about. And then the whole flip, the whole script got flipped on him, you know what I'm saying? When Shorty was, you know, um, at the kitty club playing Lay It Down to Lick Me Up, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's it it shows like, you know, different different levels of power in which the woman can have over a man, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to just being, I'm the big rap star, I'm the big MC, all the ladies love me, everybody, want, you know what I'm saying? I got so many girls, I don't know nothing to do, know what to do with all of them, you know what I'm saying? So I just love that he showcased that so early on, even though it wasn't one of the biggest records for everybody else, but if you was a Gangstar fan, it definitely hit you and definitely uh, taught you something. But uh, let's go ahead and get back to it. Well, yeah, and and um, a, a couple. Well, one quick thing. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I know um, the Wu Tang CD came out that year. And shout out to Black Shampoo. You know what I'm saying? Like from you guys, cause he, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was yo for yeah. real, dog. Like he was showing you how to take care of your ladies. So yo. he needs some pointers. You know what I'm saying? Sweet. Like that's. Man, that's some real shit. You probably, I probably skipped over it a hundred times, you know, when I first had the album. I ain't gonna lie, but when you get older, you're like, yo, that's some real shit, you know. Yo, so, he dropped some crazy bars. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you need to know how to take care, you know, that's that special lady, not just the regular, you know, girl dealing with that special lady. Go ahead and <laughs> check out that black shampoo. He laced you a game, and to end it on this song, um on this song you know like it and and that's the thing as a as a man it is you know not is but sometimes it could be about conquering and putting up numbers but he did say something important that you know what i'm saying like you need to size up the situation before you you know you with some certain girls and then there's no, there's no, I mean, I know it sounds wild, but you said keep the honey waiting, you know what I'm saying? So you make sure they, make sure you know they want you because they're going to be hitting you up. You ain't got to do the legwork. They're going to do the legwork for you so you know if that's the real one or if you got a hundred other dudes hitting her up, you know what I'm saying? Because you know how social media is now, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's going, going ham. So very different. Yeah, it was a definitely different time, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so that that's all I gotta say, but yeah, shout out to Black Shampoo. Classic, classic. <laughs> you know Super what I'm saying? Slide, shout out man. to you guys, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Golden Arms and all that. You already know. You know, we definitely gonna do a Wu Tang, you know, probably like eighty episodes, you know what I'm saying? Straight like up. they they definitely you know, so um this next one New York Street Talk. Yeah, man, like, this is important because, you know, New York is a mecca, you know what I'm saying? You got to respect the mecca. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, you got to respect all the boroughs, especially the Bronx where it started from. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And also, Guru is from, you know, Boston. Yep. And then Premier, he's from Houston, right? Houston, Texas. Texas. So you got two guys that ain't 
you know, for technically, you can say Boston East Coast, so it ain't that far away. Nah, nah, you know, not at all. New York, so it, it's like Philly, Philly, and Jersey is like New York. So we ain't gonna say he came from fucking Delaware. You know what I'm saying? This nigga was still in the mix. There ain't a whole lot of Boston, you know, talent out there, but. There is some Boston talent, but what he's trying to address, and even from the intro, they like, yo, why is he rapping New York like that? But, you know what I'm saying? When you when you make New York your home, when you're an outsider, and you lay down your roots, you are you can graduate to being a, a New York MC. This is a New York group. This is, I, I don't think any, I don't, I don't say, this, this is New York music. This is East Coast music. So, um, and another thing, that uh, that we well actually what, what were you gonna say and then I'll kind of come back to it. No, nah, no, nah, I mean definitely. Um, the, you know what I'm saying the. I think he was just trying to get across, you know, the point across of of people, of, of New York. You know what I'm saying? It's it's constantly just it, it's usually just a, a tenseness. You know what I'm saying within with the monks, everybody from the East Coast. It kind of plays into a lot of he he was foreshadowing to like what we've been going through now now i don't think anybody could have uh looked at the south like it was going to come through like a wrecking ball and and just kind of like just take over you know what i'm saying the culture to a degree you know what i'm saying which a lot of the culture is based out of atlanta now you know what i'm saying and it leaves everybody chasing something else chasing a sound chasing a style chasing whatever you want to call it chasing a hit record you know what i'm saying but new york has always been you know the biggest problem has been us competing with each other you know what i'm saying and not you know it, it, nobody like right now the big like we talked about that a couple episodes about it like the king of new york you know what i'm saying like uh, i don't think that's a problem though because still sharp and still i I don't. I don't think. I don't think New York competing with each other. That's the reason why the South is trash because they all want to work together. So that there's not a level of of somebody like a hierarchy. Like yo, this is the number one guy. This number two, number three. Everybody works on with each other. If everybody's cool, you ain't gonna get any. You know what I'm saying? Like pressure bust bust pipes. You need. You need some kind of. You need to want to be better than the guy next to you. You need to be able to, if you need to battle, you know what I'm saying, and, and shake hands after that, that that's what it is. It's a, hip-hop is a blood sport, and True. I think that's why New York was, it's still number one, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't care what's coming out the South, you know what I'm saying. I, I'll listen to, you know what I'm saying, like you said, a cat, I'll listen to a Caroline CD, you know what I'm saying, like whatever, <laughs> Purple Haze before I listen to this
that's why it kept turning out music because they just look for that balance and then they put out the next one, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of why it, it, it stayed where it was at because they dumbed it down and made it easy, accessible, and and that's where it's at now. So yeah. um, also also to kind of to touch on New York, you know what I'm saying? The reason why New York and, and what he's kind of saying too is that if you look at any borough, you couldn't even, even within your own borough, you had to have your own style. If you just think about QB, for for instance, if you think about Nas, Cormega, Prodigy, they all from the same hood, and none of their albums sound the same. I mean, they have like a, I want to say a similar, uh, you know, they have a QB edge, but none of their albums sound the same. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They had their own slang, they mm-hmm. had their own thing, but none of they don't have none of them had the same style. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The Cormega. Like hit like Cormega, oh man, man, we we definitely doing a mega philosophy podcast. You know, I, I you know what I'm saying. We gotta review that album, but 100%. this mega slang, the way he, the way he writes his lyrics, the way he performs, the stuff that that he says is, is raw. Nobody sound like nigga. We already know what Nas does. We already know what Prodigy does. You know what I'm saying. So that's that's New York for you. It's like. Everybody has to have their own style. They have to, you know, show and prove that they can, you know, be be from that borough and rep it and then take it to the next level. Yeah, you had to show that you could hold your own, you know what I'm saying? And and, and um, not to take away from anything you said, like, because, like, what I was kind of get, getting to is it doesn't, you know, like, it, it kind of makes it, it could be dated, you know what I'm saying, or this mentality or whatever, because clearly, you know, I think around this time is when you started to see certain things that were sort of changing. Not to say that you had other people that were just like these people, but remember around this time, you know, we start getting, you know, once Big is passed, because we're talking about 98, you know, Shine came not too long after this, you know what I'm saying, which he sounded completely like Big, you know what I'm saying, like Loon came who sounded like Mace after Mace went ahead and bounced, you know what I'm saying, like it was just, it it, it didn't, it started to like kind of leave room for, you know, people to to, to go the against everything. Era. Yeah, just like with every, yeah, everything against was, what you right, said. That, you know? that, was, that was the clone era. You started getting rappers that were not only like you would get a rapper but then they would find a clone of that rapper and he he would sell maybe half of it but he would still sell records you know what i'm saying so yeah. that that is very true that that was the clone era where you started getting rappers who not only sounded like other rappers but they they stole their whole shit their whole style yeah. and it was acceptable because the labels was looking for that because also that's what labels was doing they were trying to find the next rapper that sounded like another rapper versus finding an original rapper so yeah you're right that that is the clone era yeah so what guru is highlighting is how important new york was you know what i'm saying so now the biggest thing is a lot of people are looking at it like i don't even gotta touch new york you know what i'm saying i don't even gotta come through there you know what i'm saying like they feel like they're bigger than whatever it is because it, it doesn't make you you know you don't really sound like where you from 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, look at Brooklyn. Like, we talking about Brooklyn. These We're talking about two dudes that aren't from Brooklyn, but they rep Brooklyn to the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you got Primo um, and Guru who both repped it, you know what I'm saying, with no problems and, and definitely gave it all. And then you got somebody like, you know, look at, it's just to say, look at designer. You know what I'm saying? Where designer sounds exactly like future. That doesn't sound like Brooklyn at all. It's kind of started with ASAP Rocky and them. You know what I'm saying? And not to diss them, because I love ASAP and them. But when they first came out, when Rocky was the leading guy, he was influenced by other music, which is not a problem. But, you know, the way that you would really distinguish ASAP Rocky's Harlem swag or style or steez or whatever you want to call it, it was in his in the way he, that he dressed. It wasn't necessarily in the way that he rapped. You know what I'm saying? To be like a Harlem dude out here spitting harlem dudes was known for spitting you know what i'm saying big l you know what i'm saying cam children on the corn you know what i'm saying everything that dipset did even though dipset did have some southern qualities you still they every other track you know how you had jim jones in the background harlem you know what i'm saying it was just like you they were always repping it and it's like you know guru was just trying to give it to you like look this is what you get from New York City, point blank, period. I, I hear this in people like, um, what you call it? What's the kid name that we be listening to? Conway, you know what I'm saying? The West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher. You know that's that's East Coast, New York style, and and that's what draws you into that real authenticity, you know what I'm saying, from the city, you know what I mean? Like, And it's just, it, it's something that I, that we definitely miss, but it's something that you could definitely get from this particular album, you know what I'm saying, especially this particular song right here. So that's how I kind of feel about it, New York Straight Talk. The, it says it all in the title, you know what I mean? Like, they're getting straight to it, you feel me? So um, if you, if you you know, if we good on that one, we can move back on, we can move on to uh, My Advice to You, number 15. Let's see. So. Cream could be a sad theme when you go to that extreme. Yo, so he's saying on this one that he recalls when when some of his homies wanted to start selling drugs. Um, they wanted to make some easy loot. You know what I'm saying? And Guru was kind of telling himself, like, yo, that ain't really what I want to do. He already know the outcome. He already know that's not really his thing. And he kind of also alludes that he has memories of those same group of guys that were telling him he should get on, he should sell drugs, he should roll with them. Not saying this could be, I don't know if this led to them being locked up or, or you know, incarcerated or, or you know, something worse. But he's, he's saying, like, you know what I'm saying, he had, a, he had an opportunity or he had things coming his way that could have led him down that path. And he also talked about his advice to his homie that at the beginning to ask him for bread. It kind of sounds like he asked him for some bread so he can move some work. I don't, I don't really know. I didn't dig too deep in those bars, but he just, he just giving up game on his song. And I'm definitely fucking with this song as well. Um, what you what you got on this one? My advice to you, cut down on the champagne and booze. For a nigga like me, most time that shit's bad news. Like, those joints right there, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not to say that he had, that you gotta be, like, I guess, you know, straight edge, straight edge or whatever, how they call it nowadays, which 
you know, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people that kind of go, you know, that extra mile to say that they, that they, you know, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't do this. Like, you know, that's, that's all your personal shit. You know what I'm saying? I guess if you're doing an interview and it comes up and it's a question or whatever, then it is what it is. But Guru, I don't think ever had a problem, you know, being honest and keeping it real. Excuse me. So to tell, to say for that to be one of the open lines of the second verse right there is like for him to be able to do this full time to, you know, spit the rhymes that he's spitting. It's not to say like you see people grow like when when you hear Q-tip rhyme, you know what I'm saying? You hear, you know, Guru and, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? Like they peep they talk about back in the day where they used to be shorties, you know what I'm saying, on the quarter drinking forties, you know, or smoking spliffs, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was it was like hanging around. It, it it was that game and that 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 knowledge that you picked up from different places, like you know what I'm saying, on the street corner, on the stoop, you know what I'm saying, around your family members, whatever, that 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 gave that gave these guys either you could think of it one of two ways. You could look at it as I'm going to go down that path that I see the dudes on the corner. I see the guys that's doing these things and, you know, which leads to other things and drugs. So you could say I'm learning this stuff at an early age. So therefore, when I get older and I get to that particular point, being a shorty, you know what I'm saying? And being a grown man, I don't have to look at that route or I don't have to look at it in, in that way. Now I got another way of looking at it. Now I see the end I see what you know a lot of my friends is probably going through people getting locked up this then and third so I can make the choices I can add some sort of balance to my life as opposed to it just being like one way or the other you know what I'm saying so he never really I love how he he kind of gave you it's the song is called my advice to you and he gave you advice not a commandment, not a law, not anything that you should do. And if you do this, then this is how your life is going to be, which a lot of times you get from like religion or religious people, like whether it be a preacher or this, that, and the third, he was always teaching you something, but not taking himself out of it as if I've never done this before and, or everything I've done is a perfect way to do things and you do it my way. And this is what you'll get is always it just felt like advice. It felt like he's always is giving game and schooling you. And, you know, a lot of people that grew up without fathers and stuff like that, like, I'm telling you, some, like, people say, Tax said this, you know what I'm saying, a long time ago on his podcast, Tax Zone, you could raise a kid in the East Coast in New York City off of Jadakiss bars. I think you could do the same thing with Google. I think you could raise a kid. I think you could raise that kid to be a man, and then he can raise another man uh, raising another kid to be a man, you know what I'm saying? So like that that's what I, I get from this record, man. hundred percent. I agree, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I would not mind my kid listening to this album because there's a lot of positivity, a lot of good messages and to kinda to touch on what you were saying about his life. Like that kind of goes back to the moment of truth song, cause in that song he talks about like he don't even feel like getting high or drinking, cause that's gonna only accelerate his anxieties, which could alleviate, you know, that he wish he could alleviate. So he's pretty much saying like a lot of times people do drink and get high to kind of get rid of certain things, but that only really accelerates it because then you're always going to be looking for that same high or that same drink at any time something happened whether big or small so he kind of he touched on that a few songs ago 
And even even if something is going really bad, he talks about like before he loses his mind, he says he uses his mind, he puts down his knife, he takes a bullet out his knife, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he's just telling you like, yo, you know, these things that you do that you don't think it could turn into something big. So he's telling you his advice, you know what I'm saying? Don't drink, don't do this, don't do that. Because it could turn into some, you know, something else. Not saying it's going to be that drastic, but it could be taking a toll on yourself and you don't really know it until you realize you got a drinking problem or you got a problem with drugs. So, and even, you know, I know you mentioned straight edge. It's not even about that. I just think a lot of, you know, just with society, it tells you you have to do certain things before you really get a chance to think, is this something you want to do? Or do you just fall into the things that everyone's doing around you? So a lot, you know what I'm saying. So like you said, this album is definitely something that has a lot of good, good advice and a lot of. And like you said, he wasn't preaching. He didn't tell you this is this is it or you don't go to hell type shit. He just said, yo, this is my advice. You know, take it or leave it. Trump. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, look, I agree 100. percent um, to keep it moving, yeah, you know them. They accuse the righteous people of crimes and claim. Oh yeah, they... this gonna be an intro, yo. <laughs> say it, say it loud. This is for all the all these new rappers yeah, out. You already Let's know. I'm gonna repeat this for y'all, yo. Yeah, you know them. They accuse the righteous people of crimes and claim that we're wicked, stirring up controversy, making us fight each other. All the fake rappers make it worse. They gotta pay. Cause that same nigga you trust could be the same cat 
Behind the gap that busts. Quiet you with the silencer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's like, if you think about it, there's a lot of people, and we ain't gonna name no names and no shit like that, but y'all know who we talking about at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? We, we just ain't trying to give niggas no, you know, the ones that's, like, not doing anything for the culture they're taking away from the culture like you said glorifying it that that have never been to those places you know what i'm saying and it's like it, it's it's unfortunate it's it's basically time for them to pay they should have paid they shouldn't be getting paid you know what i'm saying like i don't care you know what you what you built it off of especially if you built it off of shit like that you know what I'm saying? And you eating off of somebody else's pain. You eating off of somebody else's struggle. You know what I'm saying? And um, keyword struggle. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't want to, you know, if, if you want to look deeper into it, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, it's it's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? It is really unfortunate. And, you know, Guru was one of the people in, in Premier as well because we got to keep them. You know, they, they both went into this together, you know, that, needed that wanted to people to people to stop doing the bullshit you know what i'm saying at the end of the day like if it ain't nothing that's gonna help us at the end of the day then why are you putting it out there why are you making money of it off of it why is it popular you know what i'm saying and that shit is going on right now and it you know i don't want to get into it too much because that shit pisses me off you know what i'm saying at the end of the day you and i already know how you feel about it but it's just i, I wish that more people saw it like that but you know at this time we we in the state that we in, you know what I'm saying? And we all we can do, we don't want to sit up here and make it negative or anything like that. We just want to, you know, uplift the ones that did it, and especially this why this podcast is out here for this particular joint because it's probably a lot of people that didn't get a chance to listen to this and and dissect it and really go into it as deep as we're going into this record. You know what I'm saying? So I just think uh, I, I I love this record. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's like a fight song, you know what I'm saying? And and for, for MCs that really know what's going on, really been in them streets, you know what I'm saying? And, and he doesn't glorify it. Uh, like, you hear the crazy stories about, you know, different tours that they was on, different fights and different things that happen, you know what I'm saying? When you got to knuckle up and hold your own and not running around with a whole bunch of security and this, that, and the third. Like, it's not to say that anybody in his crew was ever soft or whatever, but, you know, the main thing that he wants to, you know, showcases that we out here doing it. We doing it for the culture. We doing it for to push it forward as opposed to making it go backwards. You know what I'm saying? And I see a lot of that nowadays. So remember, this is 20 years ago, 20 years ago, 20 years ago that he was saying this shit. And there ain't too many people talking about it right now. It's a few. It's definitely a few that's still out there. But like you said, uh, MC8, you know, another one that I love from MC8 was uh, Straight Up Menace, Trigger Got No Heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there's other people out there that you could check out. And especially in the form of um, just, uh, you know, Nas, I Gave You Power. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the joints that come out, come to my head. You know, like, it's so many, so many other joints that we're going to touch on that's going to be you know, something that's going to be, like, to help, you know what I'm saying, and push it forward and, and make you think, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to, because if you want to hear that shit that you could just hear where you're not, you just having a good time, you just bouncing your head and you going to whatever, if the beat is hot and you ain't worried about what the person is saying, turn the radio on, you know what I'm saying, but that's that's my little piece. I'm going to get off the soapbox, you know what I mean, and just move on to the mall, you know what I mean? So we're going to move on to that record, the mall. <clears throat> Uh, make money, money, go shopping. 
I don't like the hook. I ain't gonna lie. I, I didn't. I, I ain't gonna lie. When I, every time I heard, it, I, I was like, skip. You know what I mean? And the song is, the song is, yo, no. Not to say the song is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like G Dep. You know what I'm saying? We already know who G Dep is. Bad boy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Guru. Hey, Guru came. He came off on this one. You know what I'm saying? But I, I never really fuck with the hook. The song is dope. But I, I know it makes money go shot. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, <laughs> Very old on. school hook, you know what I'm saying? Like one of the, you know, one of those definitely call hey, and nobody spots. think, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to go shopping, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nobody going shopping, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, <laughs> yo. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a flip on a lot of the stuff that people was into at the time, you know what I'm saying? Like, Getting fly, getting fresh, you know, the different things, uh, you know, the the Victoria be whispering mad secrets in my ear, you know, it's, it's, it was more, one of them, you know, light, I think a little more lighthearted records, you know what I'm saying? When yeah, it came, You know, when it came to stuff like that, you know what I mean? But, um, it, it, it definitely, I'll tell you what, cause this is one of the ones that would be considered dated, especially if you look at like a lot of the references in regards to what was being worn at the time. Unfortunately for me, especially... I don't know, Hillfinger coming back, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna wear it, you know what I'm saying? He don't like niggas. Um, you know what I'm saying? He say Polo, Polo he mentioned Foot Locker, still popping, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he had the baseball cap bent, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you I know mean, I think he was, you know, he was still, he was still, hey, I think everything he said in here, you still can fly, you know what I'm saying? You could, like, you could rock it today, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Abrax, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, my uncle had like ten A-Rex fresh joints in the closet. I remember, and I Damn. remember lo- looking under his bed when I was like dubbing all of the tapes. When I first really, really got into Gangstar as a kid, it was like, yo, I would look under his bed, and he had like ten pair of Tims, sonny, and a bunch of white on white uptowns. You know what I'm saying? So he. He was definitely one of them dudes that, you know, Guru and them was talking about. I, I ain't had the money to be fly like that at the time, but that was New York style, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, in, in high school, Averick Jacket was like the, the king of all, of everything, you know nah, what man, I'm saying? Like, if you if had, had Averick, you was getting... If you had Averick, you, you your parents was rich, or you was, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how the fuck you got Averick, you know what I'm saying? You was doing your thing. I remember you trying to shit on, you know what I'm saying, at the Burlington. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you couldn't you know afford that like, shit. You know what I'm saying? I try but, that. I try that shit on. You know what I'm saying? That shit was fly, but you know what I'm saying. I, so yeah, yeah. Shout out to the song. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I ain't gonna lie. I used to skip it because of the hook, but <laughs> it, it's still a dope song. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. All right, so we moving on to betrayal. You know what I'm saying? Like man, this one right here. Like, uh, how how you want to start this one off right here with betrayal? Man. This is, it's number like, 18 featuring Scarface. Like, I mean. You know what? Like, I got to give Guru props on this one because he, you know, like a lot of a lot of people tell stories in hip hop and he broke it down so simple, so easy. It's almost like he was, what, he was in a movie, you know what I'm saying? Because usually, you know, you think of like Biggie stories and, you know, just well just like masterpieces, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just the way it was written, like Alfred Hitchcock type shit. 
And then Guru, he broke it down for you. He gave you the plot. He gave you what happened. He gave you how he knew it was his homie because of them, them khakis or them slacks he was wearing. And he was just talking. And betrayal is, 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 a, is a big, is, is huge, you know what I'm saying? That's probably one of the worst things, you know, you can do to somebody, especially somebody you know, you know what I'm saying? Once you feel betrayed, it, it's hard to get that trust back because that means you did some not even out of pocket, just like some of the worst that you can do, and, and you can't really come back after the betrayal, you know what I'm saying? Because that's like the last step, you know what I'm saying? I, it's, it's, the, it's just hor- it's horrible. I mean, you, you did some, some foul shit. You violated to the to the max. So, um, you know, I was still in Guru, and you already know, it's, and that's what I fuck with this album, because even if you didn't see who was featured, like, you didn't have to look at who was featured on his album. It could have just had the names of the songs. Mm-hmm. And then you would have still copped it. And I like how this wasn't put at the beginning to mm-hmm. say, oh, I got stuck. Like, it's, it's a, honestly, it's more of an afterthought, you know what I'm saying? Because the album's so good. It ain't one of them albums where I'm jumping to number eight because I want to hear, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear that feature with, you know, Nas or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm, any one of those albums where you're just jumping all around, you know what I'm saying? You can pretty much press play. And I, and then with Scarface, man, he did his thing. And he got that old Scarface, that voice, you know what I'm saying? Like that creature, that that tone, that, that you know what I'm saying? Like, he, like I, I think there was a point, I think, after my homies, where he didn't carry that that drawl or that 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 tone, you know what I'm saying? Not saying like I always say, my homies was my favorite, like one of my favorite Scarfaces. You know what I'm saying? Like how he, you know, his his bars and everything, but that the way he spit, this is that old face. You know what I'm saying? That and then his story was ill. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you think about it, he talking about how. You know what I'm saying? His a, a dude's older brother was, you know, he was doing this thing on the street, and he was trying to keep his little his little brother away from doing it. And then in between all that business, you know what I'm saying? He didn't. I think I think if I remember right, um, he didn't pay somebody or he did something, and they ended up killing his his little brother for that. You know what I'm saying? Officer, so he's saying the betrayal was he wasn't doing his things proper in the streets. He betrayed somebody, or he didn't do the right thing, and then he sacrificed your family over it because you know what I'm saying. They didn't get at the dude that did it. They got at something even more um, precious, which was his, his little brother. Mm-hmm. So that's like the ultimate betrayal. Similar to I think what, and uh, not to and not to say on a negative note, but I think that's kind of what happened with Big L. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Big L's brother betrayed somebody, but I think they they killed Big L because of something that was going on with his brother. So not saying it's the same thing, but he Scarface is break because normally you think of betrayal, you think of something you did to somebody, but he's saying what his his older brother did. He ended up betraying his family because they got they killed his his little brother over. So he betrayed his family for the shit. And then even getting caught up in this world, you know what I'm saying? Like, which is a horrible world to get caught up in. His family could be at stake, and and that's the ultimate betrayal when you lose somebody 
that had nothing to do with it. So I think this is a this this is a way. It's not the last song on the album, but um, you know what I'm saying it, it's it's a good way to kind of close. You know, almost close the album. You know what I'm saying? This is a, one of the Scarface's best best verses and uh, one of the best features on here. Um, possibly the best, but you know what I'm saying? Everybody else did they think, so I don't want to take away from anybody that did they think on this one. No, nah, definitely not. Um, I'll touch on, you know, one of the hook, you know what I'm saying? Just, I, I love the way it comes in, like scandalous, money, greed, and lust. In this trife life, there ain't nobody you can trust. Like, just the way, like, we didn't get a song with this kind of tempo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Above the Clouds is still, you know, a, a more slowed down record. You know what I'm saying? And, um, is but this one right here is is a very very different type of production from Premiere. You know, I I would love to. I'm gonna find the sample obviously because you know that's what I do on some DJ shit. I'm definitely gonna check out and see like where if, if that was something that he had to, you know, what I'm saying kind of pitch um stretch or excuse me time stretch that uh horn sound from the trumpet that he has coming in to to you know bring out the beat. Um, but yeah, nah, I mean, look, I'm not gonna, everything you said was a hundred percent perfect. Um, if this is a good way to kind of like, cause like when, by the time ghetto boys, when they was first coming out, you know what I'm saying? We, none of our minds, especially if you're our age, you know what I'm saying? 34, 35, whatever. Like, it's not like we weren't ready for that. You know what I'm saying? At that particular time. You know what I'm saying? I, I go back and listen to Scarface stuff. Like, we we going to have a whole... Man, we could do a whole week on Scarface. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a bunch of episodes. Like, you know, how deep his lyrics are. And, and the mental... Uh, at the mental mindset that you had to be in to, you know, make this music. And I love the fact that, you know, he's doing a lot of interviews. And he did, you know, a couple of podcasts and stuff. I think I heard the Combat Jack one... You know what I'm saying? Shout to Combat, rest in peace to him. You know, that the Combat Jack show, he he did a um, you know, one of the joints with him and it was I think I wanna say it was like two, two and a half hours, maybe almost three hours. And him just like going over he he had a new album coming out at the time, deeply rooted, you know what I'm saying, which I picked that one up and he still, you know, he he still had that that like you said, that southern draw that he you know, had on classic joints, you know what I'm saying? So it was good to hear that in in a much, you know, recent time, you know what I mean? But but this, like, Guru and Scarface, the pairing of them two on this record for this particular subject and the storytelling, like you said, you it kind of puts you in there because I had a conversation with Mina, um, my wife, which um, she says something, one of the biggest differences with Tupac and his stories, like she always felt like when she's listening to Tupac, like he's standing there and you could see the picture, but Tupac is standing there like a narrator telling you or a silhouette of him. And typically when she would listen to Biggie and his storytelling, it was like you didn't necess- she didn't necessarily picture Big in the story, but you just pictured the story. Like it could be other people and Big is just telling you an incredible story about it. So it's like, you know, with these two dudes, like I feel like they just painted the picture, you know, very, very well when it came to, you know, just the the subject of betrayal. Incredible record. Um, like you said, I think placement is great because it kind of is like winding the album down, you know what I'm saying, to a degree. So 
love that one you know what i'm saying we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to the next one because we're pretty much almost done here um the next record next time <clears throat> so let me bring this one up real quick what the hell? Yo. yo you can hear me yeah all right yeah, so we on the next record next time. You know what I'm saying? As we get, this is track number 19. We got one more on here. You know what I'm saying? So um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and start this off real quick. Word is born. These cats been on the mic, fantasizing a lot, so-called MCs, wannabe rappers, and all that, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You get your not rock kid, yo. And then he just, like, goes into it. I think I love how Guru... And, and you know what I'm saying? I, I keep saying Guru, but, you know, it, I know it's him and Premier. You know what I'm saying? They, they definitely went on in hand-in-hand hand on everything. But I love, like, you kind of get a sense of what the record is going to be about. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I think this, I feel like this one was definitely, like, just, just kind of, like, letting you know, like, it's like he gave you something. He gave you a message that he was trying to get across, but it was like, don't ever get it fucked up. The rhymes are still here. I'm still here. Like, sort of like KRS-One. Like, I I don't think KRS has ever lost a battle to anybody. And I don't think he's planning on losing a battle to anybody. And the reason that he doesn't battle a lot is because people know what it is. I think Guru, you know, despite whatever you might have thought about him, whether he was the monotone dude or, you know what I'm saying, you thought he was just dropping crazy bars all the time or whether you thought he, he was lacking in his bars he made it a point to let you know that he is a master at what he did point blank period you know what i'm saying from from any level and it was musicianship because he also went into jazzmatize which is that's going to be a whole nother section of what we're going to get into but when it came to these rhymes and I think what he what he really wanted to showcase is what he did over these primo beats. You know what I'm saying? When it when it came to somebody that gave his all every time he touched the mic, point blank, period, you ain't gonna be able to touch him. You ain't you ain't gonna be able to you ain't gonna be able to hang with him. You're gonna have to bring your best, you're gonna have to bring your all, no matter what the subject is, no matter what the topic is. If he was if he was gonna be in that booth, if he was gonna be in that cipher, he was gonna bring it. And I that's that's what I think he was showcasing on his record. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a good one to and it kinda seemed like it was like, uh, here's here's a message and back to yeah, it's you can still get it with these rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And here's another message, but don't forget it's still about the rhymes. Like he was always making sure that that was to the forefront and that people understood that about him. That gifted unlimited rhymes universal is something that he wanted to make sure was always known and always in the back of your mind. So I think that's what he was doing on this record next time. What's your feelings on this joint, B? Yeah, yeah, I think the same thing. I think he was just, um, I think he was just showcasing his his rhyme. Like you, you, I think he was just reminding people, like this is Gangstar, this is this is Premier. You may have rock with Premier. But this is my shit type shit, you know what I'm saying? So, I that's what I that's what I got from it. Um, I don't know if he ever had beef with any other rappers that was on Gangstar. I mean, on Primo Records, or he didn't agree with the way they was using them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had beef with J. Rude, the Damager. I don't know. Like I always wondered, like 
sometime I felt like, you know, Guru was talking to somebody. This song sounded like he, he addressing something. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't, I would say, I would definitely say I don't play this song. It's not one of my favorite songs, but it is, what, you know, it, it is what it is. It's at the end of the album. Um, I never really um, played it too much, but I, you know, I get what he's saying on it. So I don't want to, I don't want to speak too much, but I, that's what I get from that. I think he's just addressing, you know, just MCs in general, maybe some MC um, that he wanted to talk to on an album. So that that's my take on it. Got you, got you. And for the last one, you know what I'm saying? It's it's pretty much self-explanatory, you know what I'm saying, in memory of, you know what I'm saying, just, just a dedication to all the people that, you know, that we lost out there, you know what I'm saying, within hip-hop. Um, you know, the... we I don't really want to go into too many of the names and stuff like that because this is, this is before our time. Um, you know what I'm saying, when it came to not not all the names in here. Like you'll definitely recognize some of the names, but you know, it was just in memory of. That's it's self explanatory. They're definitely giving it up to the people that they lost, you know what I'm saying? Like and you know, it, as opposed to just putting it in a thank you, you know what I'm saying, and, and something that you could read, he just, you know, decided to put it in in the rhymes, you know what I'm saying? And you even got Primo in here, you know what I'm saying? Putting people's names in it. And um, just, you know, the way to end off an album, you know, he gave you, like I said, it was like message, you know what I'm saying? And don't get it twisted, the rhymes are still there. And he gave you enough rhymes throughout the entire album. The beats were hitting hard. And at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like they just wanted to do a nice little dedication to the people that, you know, helped them along the way. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that, you know, might have been... Um, you know what I'm saying, close with, with the connection of Gangstar and, and anything else, especially in, mainly in hip-hop, you know what I'm saying, that that they might have gotten some sort of inspiration from to continue doing what it is that they do to the magnitude of, of where they took it, you know what I'm saying, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a nice record, nice send-off record. It, I can't say it's one of my, you know, favorites, you know what I'm saying, but when I'm playing the album, just like the last record, I just let it rock, and you pretty know, like I said, once you get to Betrayal, you pretty much know the album's, like, sort of coming to an end, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, they put the records on there, and this, this, it's a good record, it's a good record to, you know, a different idea, you know what I'm saying, instead of just letting it be in the credits, you know what I mean, so that's, that's how I feel about this one, still the beats, you know, the rhymes, everything was great, Love the album, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, I feel like five mics because typically if there's a, if there's only one song that you could really take off of a classic album, it's still a classic, you know what I'm saying? When you could play it all the way through with no skips, you know what I mean? So even if you could take off one joint, then, you know what I'm saying, it still fits in that era or in, in that category of a classic joint. Uh, did you want to touch on this one? Um, yeah, I, I want to say, like, his his third verse, um, you know, it, it's got some game in it. Um, he's pretty much telling you that, you know, like, the system is advised to keep you deaf, dumb, and blind, and pretty much it's set up for you to go to jail if you do crime, if you sell drugs, if you hustle, and or you can, you know, he don't want to see you dead from it or in jail. And he's just pretty much saying, like, you know, he's just saying, like, just try to try to stay away from it because you can, 
it's almost like when you go to jail for life, you you dead in a sense because you ain't, you ain't coming back out. So mm-hmm. he's like, you got you got to be wise. You got to. And he also saying, you know, there we got to play our part. We got to. We can't just blame society. We got to take responsibility for for our actions, and we got to know ultimately what price you want to pay for what you do and, and the things you do. So a lot of a lot of the obviously certain things in certain cultures is, is um you know is highlighted and it's, it, it makes it look cool and appealing and it makes it look fun and it makes it look like it you know the the wild life is fun the drugs the gangs and the all that stuff it, it kind of it highlights it in, in almost like a like an entertainment but it, it's really not so i think he was just trying to touch on that you got to really think about what you're putting yourself into when you start to choose certain, you know, avenues of your life. So, you know, like you said, there's nothing more to talk, you know, speak on with the album. With, not the album, but the, with the song. It is definitely self-explanatory. And he did give props to, you know, Biggie and Pac that had passed just, um, you know, you know, a little bit before his album was released. So, Yeah, true, true. And to end it off, you know what I'm saying, to... To those who pass out there in the deserts and the jungles with pain on their shoulders and heavy and heavy bundles, I pray each one will ascend to new heights and new enlightenment. And this is why I'm writing it. Yeah, this is in memory of. And, you know, what I'm saying with that being said, this is where we're wrapping it up. You know, what I'm saying with the um, moment of truth, dedication Shouts out to DJ Premier, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, guru, gifted, unlimited rhymes, universal. And, you know what I'm saying? That's that's it. So we hope that y'all, you know, check it out. If if anything, I hope this gave somebody some motivation to check out. Even if it's one or two records, it don't even matter. I play the whole album, you know what I'm saying? It's on all your streaming devices, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be, uh, it, well, if you have a phone device, it's all on, on your streaming platforms, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's Google Play or Apple Music or Tidal or Spotify, you know, just check it out. Moment of Truth, 20 years, man. A lot of game, a lot of, lot of great music, timeless, and it's just an incredible album. So we hope y'all enjoyed the review. Um, definitely Gangstar for Life, you know what I'm saying? And we, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break real quick and come back with some other topics, you know what I'm saying, to hold you down for the rest of the episode, you know what I mean? All right, we're going to take a pause for a minute. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yo, it's your boy Al, you know what I'm saying, coming through for the Say No More podcast, and I just want to let you all know, all the listeners out there, that you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Now we're officially on Google Play as well. Um, You want to just go ahead and type in the Say No More podcast. You might want to swipe over like a page or two until you see the album artwork with the radio and the red writing on it. You know what I'm saying? That's where you could check us out. You could also check us out on Podomatic. They're more of a hosting site for us, but it's also a place that you could listen to the podcast as well. And if any, if you know anybody that uses any of those, you know, streaming sites or anything like that, just tell a friend, you know what I'm saying? Make sure they hit that like and hit that subscribe button as well. Um, we will be one of these days coming to YouTube. We definitely have a YouTube page, but until we get the videos up there, not really, you know, too much to see over there or anything like that. But if you want to see anything that we post any uh, updates or anything coming to the show you want to check the say no more podcast on instagram and the say no more pod 
on Twitter for any like questions or updates like I said any type type of feedback that you want to give to us and if you want to send some questions in or some thoughts on the show or write something you can hit us at thus say no more podcast at gmail.com you know what I'm saying these are just a couple of the ways that you can get in touch with us and see any updates so remember Apple Podcasts and Google Play and you could also check a couple of our other episodes that we might have had on SoundCloud as well but the major platforms that we're utilizing is going to be Apple Podcasts and Google Play via Podomatic we appreciate the support now let's get back to the show one yeah you know what it is so we just took a little quick break you know what I mean to uh you know go ahead and uh you know, put that one that one, one little part to bed with the moment of truth joint. Definitely go check that out once again. So we're going to just hit y'all with a couple more quick topics real fast. And then we'll get back to the regularly scheduled program on the next episode. You know what I'm saying? Episode 12. But, um, yo, um, B, did you have any uh, topics that you wanted to, you know, touch on real fast? Or, you know, what you want to talk about real quick? Yeah, so, um, so Q-Tip, um, I just... I just read that he's gonna um he's gonna have a he's gonna be, he's gonna be instructing a course at NYU mm. that will examine the connection between hip hop and jazz. Mm-hmm. Um it's supposed to be at the Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music and it's gonna highlight, you know, also different music from The Last Poet, Public Enemy, Lauren Hill, K Dot, um, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's dope. Um, you know, I think, what was it, uh, Knife Wonder, he had his own thing too, so Mm -hmm. it's good seeing, it's good seeing hip-hop artists and, and stuff like that being held at, at these universities. I would love to be in that class, I wish they would just open, you know what I'm saying, just open it up to the public type shit so we can kind of see, you know, how he breaks it down, especially because I'm interested in seeing the link between hip-hop and jazz, and you know, Q-Tip's got a wealth of information. You know, he's been doing it since the 90s. So, you know what I'm saying? He, he can definitely speak on that topic. So um, I was definitely excited to hear that news. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so Ninth Wonder had his opportunity first at Duke University, uh, definitely because, you know, he's from North Carolina and all of that. But then he got an opportunity to teach at uh, Harvard. You know what I'm saying? And I believe um, somebody else just got one. I think um, Sycamore just got a weekend residence at Harvard uh, teaching about, because um, he was an A&R, and he's definitely behind Travis Scott's Rodeo and, you know, albums thereafter and YG's uh, My Crazy Life, you know what I'm saying? And and also, you know, if you don't know Sycamore, Google the kid, you know what I'm saying? He was responsible for a lot of people being able to get these instrumentals off when it came to uh, mixtapes back in the day. And um, a lot of people that got big off of mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? Sycamore was a person that you went to. Yeah, he was definitely one of the people that you could go to, you know what I'm saying? And he's he's got that opportunity coming up at Harvard. Um, Questlove also did something, and I think he's still teaching a class at NYU for um on classic albums you know what i'm saying so that's a it's a wider range he definitely has a couple of them joints in there like um public enemy and paul's boutique by um the beastie boys and you know um public enemy it takes a nation of millions to hold us back um 
And it's just like it's great to see that these dudes with this wealth of knowledge that they're able to go ahead and teach, you know, what I'm saying at these particular schools. Um, I, I, I think Ninths was dope because he definitely had you doing projects where um, he would have you touch the MPC and, 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 you know, take records, actual vinyl and go ahead and, uh, you know, sample from certain things. I don't know, B, we, you and I have been talking offline about, you know, because you and I used to, you know, mess around with sampling and producing back in the day. So I know that's something that you getting into. And when you was hitting me, you was like, I just want the basic uh, raw setup. And it's crazy because I was on Instagram earlier today and I, um, I follow Chad Hugo, you know what I'm saying, from the Neptunes, for those that don't know. You know, there was another side. There's not just Pharrell, but Chad typically played the background you know what i'm saying uh pharrell was more the artist and sang and and rapped and did these other things but chad just you know plays a number of different instruments and was you know has been pharrell's right hand man along with shay when it comes to nerd but um chad was just talking about it was an older interview and chad was talking about how they got into it and it was just strictly off of an a track tape you know what I'm saying? Which he was like, at that time, it was just eight tracks. You know what I'm saying? And now with so much more technology, when you're getting into something, it could be overwhelming. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, just getting the rawness of, um, you know, from where hip hop sort of came from and most of the producers came from, from, you know, there not being instruments in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Or it be being taken out of the schools. And pretty much you just went to what it is that you had at your house, which was a record player, a uh, stash of records, which your, you know, grandparents or your family members had, you know what I'm saying, or whoever passed down this collection or a collection of somebody else's that you got your hands on. And taking that, um, you know, just listening to what was going on and what was created by, you know, uh, Grandmaster Flash, Cool Hork, and the rest of them, and you just trying to emulate that into whatever it is that you knew how to do. He was just talking about getting started with the basics where it wasn't a whole bunch of technology because a lot of that stuff can be overwhelming. Like what, you know, programs to use this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, be you asking me like just a turntable and NPC, whatever it is to get started. And a lot of that stuff, you can go a number of different routes. You can go to the computer, you know what I'm saying, and, and have it all go through there. Or you could just keep it old school and just stick with what you got and use what it, what it is that you have to get what it is that you want. And the hardest thing a lot of times is having something in your head and not being able to get it out there. But that is where you got to unplug sometimes. Or you can use the technology to your advantage and go on YouTube Look at, you know, videos about a bunch of other people that have done it and learn yourself. You know what I'm saying? But to bring it all back, it just kind of like it's dope that these guys that are legends and the gods, you know what I'm saying, that have produced and created so many hits and birthed a whole bunch of other people that have done it to this day. You know what I'm saying? That they're being able to go back and teach people, you know, what it is that you got to do to get there. And like you said, it kind of sucks that it's just like at some of these big prestigious schools that are very, very expensive to get into. But at the same time, you know, it, it's if you go back and study their music, then that's like the link. Go back and study their music. Check what people are doing online. Check the history. You know what I'm saying? To make sure that what they're doing is, you know, 
on point and something involved with what it is that you want to do. And, you know, take it for your own, you know, get yourself some equipment, you know, whatever it is to get you started and just go from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's any other. It's, it's It can't get any more easy than that. You know what I'm saying? It's, instead of you being able to be there for that particular class, you know, take what you got that you see out here and then go out there and get it. Make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But definitely go back. That's the biggest thing I could say or any advice to anybody. Go back and look at those that did it before you. You know what I'm saying? Always have that respect and pay that homage and go back and check it out because you never know what you're going to learn. There's a lot of information out there. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's really dope that Q-Tip is doing stuff like that. I salute any of them dudes, you know, God willing, one day, you know, with more success of producing and, and getting out there for other people. I would love to teach a class on something like that, you know what I'm saying, in my later years and all of that, you know what I mean? So that's that's how I feel about it, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's really dope. I love to hear stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Continuing to push the culture forward, which is what we're trying to do here, you know what I mean? So... That's that's ill. Yeah, that's yeah, and, and then they also. I know you was telling me, and I saw they got the tribe got their own shoes. You know, some um, exclusive shoes released through Vans that you know that sold out. So that was that was dope too. Hearing that you know they that Vans approached them or they approached Vans. I'm not sure how that worked, but that they were able to get their own kicks. So that that was dope too to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kid. I also, when I was checking up on that, um, consequences son, that you've seen a couple of times on Love and Hip Hop when he was on there. His son Caden, uh, did a thing, and I was checking this for my son Amar. Um, that there's a kids version, and it's called Kid Questers, and it's basically Caden did a kids version of Can I Kick It. You know what I'm saying? And it was dope because he was at all the joints rapping it and he's dressed up in all the tribe gear and the stuff like that for your kids. So I think that's dope because that's how I got into Jordans, me and my pops, you know, being a ball player and wanting to dress me like a ball player. And Jordan was like the hottest thing out. So I think it's dope that that we got kids, you know what I'm saying? And if you have or if you have kids, you know what I'm saying, you could you know, like kind of pass this kind of thing down onto your kids and they, they could think it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Because even the the vinyl record, I'm looking at a picture here, it's the Benito Applebaum van shoes and the color matches the vinyl single of Benito Applebaum. And it's, you know, the the drawing from back in the day is the stick figures, you know what I'm saying? The kids can relate to that. Now, that, not necessarily that record, you know what I'm saying? Because that's more of a grown record or whatever. But, you know what I mean? Like, the Can I Kick It is playful, you know what I'm saying? Seeing the kids spit it. Like, it's, it's definitely bridging the gap, you know what I'm saying? With with classic records, you know, and, and rap and, and the culture of hip-hop and putting it down to the youth. You know what I'm saying? The schooling them with it. So I think that's ill that, you know, we, we continue to see, you know, groups, especially that are so legendary, still giving back. You know what I'm saying? I think that's really, really dope. And, you know, shout out to them. Shout out to Vans. Like you said, however that came about, that's really good because hip hop needs that. You know what I'm saying? Some way to push it forward and positivity and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of positivity, the kid, uh, for all y'all that don't know, um, I think me Mill, 
his whole case is going to be getting turned around soon. You know what I'm saying? And not to touch on that too much, but at the time when Meek Mill got locked up for the probation violation recently, there was a kid that kind of got his name up and his name is, uh, his name is Kwa, you know what I'm saying? But he goes by LGP underscore Kwa on Instagram. And, uh, he's been making a lot of noise, you know what I'm saying? He's been outside of the courtroom. That was the first video I seen him outside of the courtroom where the hearing was, um, taking place. He was rapping and he was rapping lyrics and a very, he's from Philly, you know what I'm saying? Very much the Philly style with a lot of bars but in kind of Meek's cadence, you know what I'm saying? But saying what he needed to say had uh, the rest of his crew behind him backing him up like a, like a Philly cipher, you know what I'm saying? And since then, he's done records, you know, covering Fight the Power, and he he calls himself the voice of the youth. He's, uh, I, I just found out about this kid, you know, he at one time was in jail, you know what I'm saying, and, and has been out here. There's another guy. His name is uh, Wallow, W-A-L-L-O-267, and he's on Instagram. I think that might be his name on Twitter, but these are two dudes that were are from Philly, have been to jail before, and they've been out and just been full of um, positivity and trying to, you know, just teach the youth and teach everybody, you know what I'm saying? Wallow is, like, trying to teach everybody, especially people that – been to jail and this, that, and the third, and, uh, you know, Kwa is pretty much speaking to the youth and trying to show people that you could get it and spit the rhymes and, and, and say real stuff, even though you like what he might've went through was bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it reminds me of Guru. Like, it's not like he's saying he's the most perfect person. It's not like he's saying like he's the hundred percent changed, you know what I'm saying? It did a whole 180 you know what i'm saying or anything like that but his life has been turned around and he just wants to continue to connect and push the youth to do the same things you know what i'm saying and i think that's ill he he's got an opportunity to do that with puma and brought a lot of shoes to kids that didn't have new sneakers or anything like that in the hood and i think he just inked another deal with nike where he's doing the same thing. And I just seen this picture that was really dope. Um, got a lot of likes and all of that stuff. And it had um, him, Karis One, and Will I Am. And I think Will I Am did do a record with him. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to see that, you know, the dudes that really did a lot of things and pushed hip hop forward embrace this kid. You know what I'm saying? I like him a lot. I'm going to keep following him, checking him out. He's got a decent amount of videos out there and I'm still waiting on this mixtape. But. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely good to see something like that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of positivity. You feel me? Yeah, and I saw that he, he did sign the sign with Will I Am's label. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. So yeah, so shout out to him and you know what I'm saying? Like and I think he can he can definitely, you know, inspire kids his age because if you see somebody your age, um, you know, I saw one one video where he was rapping, and it was a bunch of kids his age, and he was feeling them, and he was feeling his message, and and I, and I think that's super positive because we see a lot of younger rappers who don't have to carry the same message. So I, I'm I definitely shout out to him, um, you know, for for doing what he's doing, and then learning from his mistakes. Because usually at that young of an age, you just wind up in that same cycle. So I, I definitely want to wish him all the success and I hope, I hope he, you know, he breaks through and he, and he has a, you know, a really a, a good career in hip hop. Straight up, straight up. You know what I'm saying? So 
Yeah, man, you know, I mean, that's that's just a couple of things that I've been seeing lately, you know what I'm saying? Like like I said before, this podcast is not really, you know, too much on, like, what's going on now, you know what I'm saying? We definitely touching on a lot of things from back in the day that might have been missed and overlooked, you know what I'm saying? And we want to bring light to those things, and especially if it has anything to do with pushing the culture forward, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of things out here that you'll see online that definitely tear it down or paint the culture, you know what I'm saying, in a bad light. A lot of people in it just to make money off of it and this, that, and a third. And, you know, it's kind of hard to find a place, excuse me, where you can come to to just celebrate it, you know what I'm saying, celebrate the good things um, about it, you yeah, know what I'm and, saying? And, and, and another thing, something that's not um, pushing push the sneaker game, culture forward is that new Yeezy blush that just dropped <laughs> I remember them remember them kicks we were we were talking about um them shits just dropped and before like they was like at one I think it was about a thousand dollars on Flight Club like before you know this official release so niggas was really like dropping bread on these things but now you can get them for 200 bucks which ones? That's the ones that look like the orthopedic shoe or like the, the yeah. life alert? Nah, yeah. Nah, dog. I can't. I can't do it, man. It just, I don't know. Like, and I, I see a they bunch of... They even got the boost technology. Yo, man. I It, it don't. It, it looks like, yo, it looks like like the shoe that you would see, at, you know, saying no disrespect, but it, it looked like the shoe that you would see... The older white dude that he would try to slip that on with some khakis, you know what I'm saying, or in, in a nice little short sleeve shirt that you're gonna show up to your kids' baseball game, you know what I'm saying, and be in the stands rooting your kid on. Like, it, that, them shits ain't fly, man. And, and typically, when I see people wear them, they're wearing them with stuff that that you probably would never wear anywhere. I, I just think fashion is, has changed so much. And it's affecting the sneaker game crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm just not I a think fan. They hype. I think they hype because if these were like, I mean, if these, not not to not Pumas, but if these were like Pumas that just came out and they and they wasn't attached to the, the Yeezy brand or that label, I don't think people would be like standing in line waiting on them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always been to me not about obviously we fuck with Nike, but we used to have Reeboks, we had feel you know Grand Hill feelers, we had all kind. It wasn't just Nike, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, exactly. so it was all about it was all about design. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't always about obviously the name of the the person and carry weight, but if you look at pennies, any of the Penny Hardaway shoes, those were just as fly as Jordan's when they was out, you know what I'm saying? They were. Design. They were. Not because Penny was better than Jordan, it's because them, them shoes was hard as fuck, you know what I'm saying? The design. So, to me, design always outweighs the name on a shoe because once the design is not there, you're just wearing a bunch of bullshit. And these definitely jumping over the jump, man. And you know what I'm saying? And I think it's hype, and I ain't gonna lie, I, I got a, I got a, I got a shoe confession, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, Jordans, I never really liked the 15s, uh, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, that ain't you know, no confession, yeah. them shits was trash. Yeah, they was trash, <laughs> dog, I ain't gonna lie, dog, I, I know, you know, and that was back when they, they still Jordan, you know what I'm saying, it was a little different back then, because they still the new Jordan, so that, like, that, that meant something, you know what I'm saying, because, 
obviously that was after well Jordan retired when his thirteenth came out, but he wore the fourteens in the finals or in the playoffs, but you know, the day was still doing the Jordan line, the fourteens was fly, you know what I'm saying? It was a classic, but a fifteen uh, I ain't gonna lie, dog. Those are <laughs> trash, dog. Like, there's no way to, there's no colorway that could stay those shoes, you know what I'm saying? Those are just, those are just garbage, nigga. Straight garbage, dog. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, uh, I don't know what Jordan is doing, you know what I'm saying? I just think the, I, you know, we kind of talked about it, I think, the last time, like, they're gonna be dropping the, you know the Concord Elevens again, and and I know you never had them, which would which would kind of entice you to you know go check them out and stuff like that. But yeah, man, the, the game has changed a lot. Um, I ain't gonna front though. You know who who got some L joints that I seen that I'm a scheme one, and if I could find them, I could get them. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yo, the, the LeBron Fifteens, like these new ones that he been wearing. Yo, he had a pair. I don't know if you've seen them joints, but they they like supposed to be like the the orange Nike box, and it's like the whole shoe is orange and it got the Nike Air on the back and the bottom is like kind of gray. It's like a dark gray and a light gray kind of mixed in with it. Them shits is fire, and it's another pair that he got that was dedicated to Deion Sanders and he called them the Prime Times. Yo, them shits is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause they even got the strap on it because I have the, uh, I have the Deion Sanders joints, the diamond turfs, you know what I'm saying? I got them shits in all red with the suede. LeBron had his 15 pairs made, you know, his pair, uh, the, the 15 number pair. He has those like made to look just like the diamond turf joints and he rocked them in a the game like LeBron's new joints. And they, I put them on. Um, a while ago when I picked up a pair of uh, KDs for my brother's birthday, um, mad comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I've never, I've, I've only had one pair of LeBrons and that was the LeBron twos and them shits was horrible. They felt like cinder blocks on my feet. They were horrible to play ball in and they just, they, they looked decent, but then they were so caught up around the ankle they wouldn't hold your jeans up they only really look good with shorts and but it was just a heavy ass shoe I think LeBron has come a long way because he's had so many like side joints that I think Nike's trying to make money off of like the LeBron soldier zoom twos or some shit like that like but when it comes to his signature number style like he's been doing good ever since like the lebron eights and nines and when that's when he started coming with the south beach joints and you know he i think this year out of every out of any year he's really been sort of more hands-on when it came to how yeah. the design is gonna be you know what i'm saying yeah, and, and the 15s which is wild is like I don't think I've ever seen this done with a shoe in my life, and this is like some next level shit. I've been I've seen in like a lot of designs. You can make them things look like another shoe. Exactly. Like I, I just you know I like I just I just seen the Air Max ninety five ones. Like how you Ooh. make a new shoe look like uh, Air Max ninety five? I've seen the ones that look like the old school Griffies. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like that's. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, I know, creative, I know a lot man. of people. I know a lot of people talking about you know Adidas, but Nike, 
they will always outshine anyone when it comes to this design shit. Them nigga, I mean, they just on some, they just on some next level shit. Like, I just copped some of the, um, I, I'm getting about to deliver them hopefully this week, but I just copped a new Nike Epic React Flyness, nigga. Mm. I don't know if you see them shits yet, but them shits is hard. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they dope. I haven't, you know what I'm saying? I haven't put them on my feet yet, but just looking at the reviews and shit is hard. You know what I'm saying? And I got lucky because these black ones, um, that was, they was just sold out. And I think it was Friday. I, I was on my, on my phone or on my computer. I was like, man, I'm going to just, because it said you can have alerts. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I ain't that, I ain't that big of a shoe head where I need a nigga to text me when a shoe come out. <laughs> but I got lucky. I ain't gonna lie, cause I got lucky. I was like, yo, you know, I'm gonna just go on on a site, cause the day before it said they was out of stock, mm. and they said they need to come back in stock. So I was like, whatever. So I checked the site again, and it was there in my size. So I just scooped them up. And then today I checked, that shit sold, that shit sold out, and these is just, these ain't, you know, these ain't tight to nobody's name, they, you know what I'm saying, they just fly, they look dope, so, that, shout out to Nike, you know what I'm saying, they, they always gonna be number one when it comes to shoe design, like, you, you're not fucking with Nike, nobody's jumping over, no jump, man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, they just, they, that's what I'm saying. They got the Air Force Ones, the Air Max Lines, all the, the, like you said, the Dion's, the Griffey's, whatever you want, how you want it, Bo Jackson, you know what I'm saying? We definitely gonna do some shoe, uh, a couple shoe podcasts, because you know what I'm saying? Like, we've been in, we've been in this shoe game since, you know what I'm saying? We were like kids, you know, before we was teens, you know what I'm saying? We had, we always had some fly kicks, you know what I'm saying? Whatever our parents, you know what I'm saying? They were, and, I, and I appreciate our parents for that. Shout out to our parents, you know what I'm saying? If you ever spending $150, like, because the first time you tell your mom, you know, these shoes cost $150, you, you got to prepare to get slapped, you know what I'm saying? Because she's going to be like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? And this is in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's a, that's a lot of money. You don't really think about you know, as you start working, when you when you become a man and you start, you know, getting your own bread, you start to realize, like, yo, that is, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to earn that $150, you know what I'm saying? Somebody got to punch in, punch out, you know what I'm saying? And then go and go to the mall and, and spend that on your kids. So we definitely appreciate our, our, our parents, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't the richest parents. You know what I'm saying, but they still looked out. So pro- shout out to our parents for Straight you know what I'm saying, making. Even if you got one pair of Jordans, you gotta you know what I'm saying. Your dream came true that one, that one hopeful day. You know what I'm saying. If you only got one your whole life, shout out to whoever copped them for you. If you didn't cop them yourself, you know what I'm saying, because that that shit meant a lot. Now it don't matter. Like you can, everybody can have Jordans. They don't. I don't. I don't have that same meaning. You don't have that same to it as, as on it because it wasn't a shoe game you know what I'm saying because a lot of people say they use the word game and that's what it is now it's a game it's a joke you know what I'm exactly. saying it's people people that got a lot of bread that can buy you can see pictures of somebody online they got like 30 boxes of sneakers of the same shoe you know what I'm saying in the house because they about to they about to flip it you know what I'm saying exactly that's somebody all it that is 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They, they ain't care about, you know what I'm saying? They don't care about nothing. They just trying to make bread. I, I ain't knocking nobody hustle, but once it got to that point where you just can't walk in a place and, and cop something, you know what I'm saying? Unless it was a really dope release, it just became trash, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody, everybody's trying to, you know, milk it or whatever. And, I, you know, I, I blame Nike too, you know what I'm saying? Nike... You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Nike. Y'all can sponsor us. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't styling them, but they did release a lot of colors. They did. Uh, like, you know, like phone positive. You know, they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like phone positive, even though there's a lot of fly colors out there, you know, they overdid it. You know what I'm saying? I want to see a pink phone positive. You know what I'm saying? If you want a pink phone positive, get a marker and, and put pink on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Nobody want to see that shit. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. I know the ladies... I know the ladies need phone positive, but guess what? You're going to have to cop the regular colors, you know what I'm saying? They got red ones, you know what I'm saying? You can rock, rock the red ones, white ones, whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's but anyway. it, man. Straight up. Look, I, I put it to you like this. It's three joints that I'm getting this year that I'm going to, that I'm actually going to try to get, you know what I'm saying? And one um, is going to be, and I'm just going over 23 is back. That was the site that we used to use back in the day. Um, I'm gonna go with the he got game thirteens because I've never had them, and that was uh that's gonna be dropped on August twenty fifth. I never, I, I never liked them, dog. I loved them. I loved them from not, the first not minute. Not saying not the thirteens, but the white ones. I loved them. I loved them. I I, lo- I, I don't know them. why, man. Like the black hat, the black and red ones. Oh, those are you know, fire. You already know you already know what it is. Uh, I think I still got the low top well damn, I mean I sold them, but I had the low top one, black ones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, all no. the other white and red ones, but if you're talking about colorways, it's my the personal opinion besides the chutneys, which was which was trash. Um it's, the white and black ones, they they fell to the to me to the bottom. You know, it's the movie. It's the movie. It's the he got game yeah. movie. That's yeah, cause yeah, cause when he and that's what we were just talking about. My man walked up in the shoe spot and he's like, "Yo, let me let me get these Jordans." You know nah, what I mean? he, and he, he them. remember and he that said was how it was. You go and this wasn't like the day it dropped. He was like, "Yo, where the new Jordans? Let me peep the new." Yo, I'm about to watch that. We gotta go. We gotta that's watch a classic. that. We that's gotta, a movie for y'all. That's a movie for y'all to watch. 20th year anniversary. Spike Lee. Ray Allen, for those that just know him as the three-point champion and the NBA champion, before he was even big time, you know what I'm saying, when he just got to the league, he got game. Spike Lee, Denzel Washington, Bill Nunn, rest in peace, you know what I'm saying, so many other, you know, um, Hill Harper, Rosario Dawson, you know what I'm saying, with her bad, fine self. Like, that was that's a classic movie right there. He got game, incredible joint. But, yeah, he comes through, gets out of prison, and he's a ball player, and he wants to, the shoes, and the dude walks over to him and says, he's like, ha, 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 ha. He rubs his hands together. He's like, these are the new Jordans. I just remember the way he said it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and then he had the ankle bracelet on. He yeah. was like, yeah, a lot of dudes in Coney Island got that. He was like, it's a, uh, he said it's an arthritic condition. He was like, yeah, that's yeah, going around like, yeah, Coney Island. Around Coney Island. <laughs> Yo, wild classic, you know what I'm saying? Definitely the Jordan 13s. That's why I want those because I never had them. Um, the second joint that I'm talking about getting, 
Uh, we already discussed that the white and black elevens. Um, I'm I'm probably try to scoop up a pair for Amar and Mina if she wants those. Um, and then finally, for me, uh, I just had it. It was the thirteens, the the elevens, and um, damn, that might be only two. Cause I see these fives here, and I could use a pair of fives because I don't have them. Them shits is mad comfortable. Uh, the thirteens and uh. That might be it, son. I think. I think I, I'm more. I'm more on my my Nike running shoes game. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I fucked with all the the Nikes. I just like I was telling you, I copped some some of the old school Reebok classics. You know what I'm saying? We got to, you know, we got to take it back to the glory days. You know what I'm saying? Like all all the stuff that we, because it's about culture. You know mm. what I'm saying? I and, found it. And as, I, and as I was telling you earlier, you know what? I know band is a part of the culture now, but it wasn't a part before. Mm-hmm. And I think when we when we rocked the, the the shit that was a part of it before, before it kind of brings it kind of it means something. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't you don't see too many people, you know, rocking certain kicks. So it's it's good to bring them shits out, and it's good to to represent. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, like like I said, I I'm I'm more at a, on a Nike running shoe game, you know what I'm saying, a low top low top game. But you know what I'm saying, like I ain't mad at you for copping the you know the Jordans because Jordan is always going to fly and, and it ain't it ain't even that type that it was before, you know what I'm saying. So it's starting to die down a little bit. So it's a good time to to scoop in and, and copy some J's, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, the I I found the ones that I want. Um, it's the Orlando Magic Tens with the royal blue on the bottom. You remember um, them joints? Which ones? The Tens. Remember the Tens had the stats on the bottom, and these ones oh, they were all yeah. yeah they were all white and black with that blue. Crazy, crazy. That was an original color that he came out with. He didn't necessarily wear those, but the significance of those is that's the ones that it was like, I'm back, you know what I'm saying? I'm back to play the game again that I retired from, you know what I'm saying? And basically when he came back, that's the team that we had to play against, you know what I'm saying? As being a Chicago Bulls fan, he had to play against, um, you know, the Orlando, Orlando Magic, and we wound up taking that L, you know what I'm saying? So, um yeah, no, incredible, incredible shoe. You know what I'm saying? I definitely love that one. Um, I just never got well, a chance to get... Are talking about the ones that already released? The ones that the Kentucky players is wearing? Yeah. Oh, I got Oh, I got those. I never had them. Yeah. Well, weren't they... Rec- well, did those really come out with that colorway? He did really come saying, out with those, yeah. Are they blue at the top, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had the little baby. It had the royal blue at the top, kind of thing. It's like a royal soft kind of blue, but yeah, that's yeah, an original that, color. That's one, I think that's when Anthony Davis was at Kentucky. I remember that year they all had the them tens. Yeah, yeah, those was hard body. Yeah, I, yeah, I still, yeah, man. I think those are the only tens I got. Cause I remember I told you my dad kind of stole my tens. Your dad bodied you, son. <laughs> yeah, we common dick them kids, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, me too. I can, so he can have, you know, so he can have his, you know, I, you know, I, I give my parents like the the light shoes now, you know what I'm saying. When you get older, you want to have something light on your foot, so I'm just, you know, I cop them some 
some Nike walk-in running shoes, you know what I'm saying? So they sure can, you know, move around. But yeah, man, he, he did. He did have my tens. I ain't mad at him, though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all good. <laughs> true indeed. True indeed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yo, once again, this has been Alan B. You know what I mean? We're going to go ahead and wrap up here. This has been a Say No More podcast, episode 11, part two. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate y'all patience and rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? It took a little while to get, you know, the last of this episode together or whatever, but I'm glad we did it in this way. You know what I'm saying? We'll have episode 12 coming to y'all very, very soon. Once again, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. And you got anything left for him, B? Um, yeah, say no more. Shit, you already know. I say no more podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace. Only at the top and whatever you do, you always got to watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invisible. No plan is bulletproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. It's RT saying, can't stop what's divine in the essence. Gotta move out right or get left there. Nowadays, just to breathe is a blessing. No matter if you're rich, still gotta learn lessons. Man, we gotta keep it simple over stressing. Learn how to say no over yes, man. Yes, yes. Cause everybody don't have your best interest. Focus on your own light, not the next man. Some eyes wide shut, but my eyes stay open. Hoping is a precursor how I stay focused. Here at tours, fresh to death, balling like the roses. Don't let death be the only time you face roses. A man is like a mundane, destined to hate. Treat your dreams with tunnel vision, never step on the brakes. A snake will sneak around all sizes and shapes. Cause you don't see an anaconda, it don't mean he ain't fake. Money been a root of evil, I ain't holding the rake. Closed mouths don't get fed, bought a couple of plates. Been aggressive since my embryo was forming its shape. I came straight out the womb.